You can tell by that intro like that a lot of time and money went into it right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Good to have you back again, man. No wow, need for an intro- no need for an introduction. This is the four hundred and fifty six show that we've done together. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I don't know, man. There's you know, my life just isn't calm. Um Yeah. So it it's um so first off I want to say that um I appreciate all the viewers uh here that watch Cheap Heat and I, I appreciate everybody that tunes in. Um it, I need a, it, I need, I there's, need a there's a friend of mine there, Diego says brilliant intro. <laughs> I need, I need, uh, I need a favor from from all the viewers. See, it, it's a thing with Big Steve and I ever since this social media came along. Um, of course, we've been best friends since 1988, and uh, I taught him how to be a wrestler. In fact, I gave him his wrestling name. His name is Dave Paradise. I think you could catch a couple of his matches on YouTube. Um, I know one is against uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, but. I have given him his wrestling name because my best friend going to grammar school's name is Dave. And I didn't know what to give him for a last name. And we were in the wrestling school in the gym back in 1988. And um, everybody's working out in the gym and the ring was there and everything. And I'm sitting there thinking and thinking and thinking. And uh, Meatloaf came on with Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And I said, your name's Dave Paradise. So (laughs) that kind of stuck, you know. But anyway, every year he gives me a hard time about Facebook because tomorrow's my birthday and he's going to keep track of all my birthday greetings. So whether I get 300 or 400 and then his his birthday is October 1st and he beats me every year, every year he beats me every year because, you know, I'm sitting here in East David, Connecticut and he ran for mayor. So, you know what I mean? He, and he a lot of people know him in his town and everything and he beats me every year and I want to beat him. I want to beat him for at something with my birthday for just one year. So if I can show him that I got, you know, 20,000 viewers on cheap heat, that'll shut him up for a whole year. So I'm looking for a favor out there. Um, looking for a favor. Looking for a favor. Um, just like so a beat him. But yeah. So um, I, I'll, I'll begin, right? But just, I'll kind of say we were going to, as we said last time, have a couple of, well, one guest maybe, if I can source a few guests from your career that maybe you could source and I could source. I had one lined up. I didn't want to do it tonight because of what we, what kind of what happened in wrestling last week, I suppose. And you had a few things that you wanted to say. And I just thought that we'll do it next time because some of the stuff mightn't be as, uh, uplifting maybe as normal but before right. we do get but before we do get started i just want to say we lost two great men this week in the wrestling world two great referees dave hebner and tim white and i was actually talking to tim only a couple of months back i was going to have him on the show and i'm just wondering off the top of my head do you remember tim when he came in with andre do i remember t- tim didn't come in with andre yeah well, he, he worked with Andre, though, didn't he? He did. Let me tell you something yeah. about Tim White and how, how badly that devastated Roma and I. Um, in 1985, he came walking into Passarella's Quest into the wrestling school. Yeah. He introduced himself. I go, uh, you know, Mario Mancini, this is Paul Roma. Tony Altamar was there. He goes, I want to learn how to be a referee. And... Tony Altamar, who is a fantastic referee himself, taught Tim White how to be a referee. So he came out of the same wrestling school that I came out of, Roma came out of, Dave Barbie came out of, AJ Petrucci, Robbie Parliament, Dave Paradise, Paul Perez came out of came out of the same uh, um, Steve Blackman came out of the same wrestling school. 
and we all got very close to Tim. He was a great guy. And then after he got in as a ref, then they assigned him to Andre. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Tim was kind of like you. He, he, he knew how to have a good time. He could, <laughs> he could put them away. Um, and, and in fact, he owned a bar. He owned so, an Irish bar. An Irish bar, yeah. yeah. So um, Tim and I were very close. You know, we'd always give, you know, we always had that that Quest Wrestling School connection in there. And, and uh, that was very special between us and the, the boys that were there. And, and um, you know, Timmy was it. Timmy was a great guy. Great. So was Hebner, though. Hebner was a great guy, too. Didn't know. I, I wasn't as close to Hebner as I was to Tim. But, I, you know, you know, both Hebners are very good, you know, very good people. I just saw, I just saw Heb in, uh, ba- he was in Baltimore. Um, you know, we were all ribbing him and everything like that. So, um, yeah, Tim White really, really, um, really devastated, especially Roman and myself, because, you know, he was so young when he walked into that wrestling school and, uh, we were always proud that he went so far because he came out of the same place we came out of, you know? So, um, yeah, Tim, Tim was a special guy. It's very sad that he passed away. Yeah. Very, very uh, sad. Yeah. He seemed like I only had a couple of interactions with him just online on Facebook and, uh, he, he, yeah, you would love it. Yeah, he put some uh, questionable things on Facebook, and every time he put them up, he was serving another thirty-day ban. So yeah, yeah, it was, was good crack. <laughs> yeah, man, he was a good guy. Tim White was a good guy. Shame. Yeah, yeah. Shame. I don't know. I don't know if you heard that big story that broke in the news last week about Vince McMahon. Did you hear that one? Did I hear that one? Well, yeah. well, Maurice, let me tell you what happened from that story from Vince McMahon. Listen, Vince McMahon doesn't, doesn't give a damn about a guy like me. Not that every podcast that I've ever done, I've always praised him. He never did anything bad to me. I wasn't important enough. Let's face it. Fans, you know, this is Mario Mancini. You know what I mean? I, I, I had little interaction with him. I, I was a guy that got his guys over. He he allowed me to stay there for eight years. That I'll give him. Um, but it, it, nothing was ever vicious or anything like that with Vince with me or anything like that. And of course, at any moment, whether it was eighty four, eighty five, eighty six, or eighty seven, he could have turned around to Patterson or Strongbow and said, "Look, I don't want to see the kid anymore." And I would have been gone. And he never did that. And I appreciate that. And every podcast I've ever I've ever done um i i always put them over for that you know what i mean but in in you know when you look at the big picture yeah i was very small potatoes to vince mcmahon i was in his company but i you know as i always say there was nobody in in cleveland looking at their buddy going mario mancini's coming to cleveland next month we get the tent we have to sleep out you know <laughs> yeah you know how we get we got to make sure we get good tickets. That, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, kind of small potatoes in, in that world. Um, but when that story broke, I, listen, I, w- I wasn't surprised. I wouldn't be any, I wouldn't be surprised about anything that came out. And I mean anything. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It, 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 it could turn people's hair gray i'd go yeah, yeah. do you yeah. Think, do you think that this story in particular weighed up to stuff that's gone on in the past like do you think that well, this doesn't even hold a candle to them like well, the guy that, he had an affair and that's he, the he, that's, you know that's and he the, paid someone off but that's that happens all the time in life well, well, li- well listen number one if he fell in love with the woman it was consensual and he just wanted to take care of her lavishly that's his business you know what i mean but if if there was if it went another way and something went wrong and he gave her the money to keep her mouth shut that's another thing right so yeah. to speculate about that that's not fair to him you know what i mean but the truth came out somebody Somebody posted something on Twitter 
And another referee came out of that Quest Wrestling School back in the 80s. Yeah. And her name was Rita Marie Chatterton. She was the first female referee in professional wrestling. In the WWF, anyway, she was the first female referee ever. She had a great job at Frito-Lay. She did. She had a great job at Frito-Lay. You know, you get a job like that, driving a truck for Frito-Lay, delivering all those, all that stuff. You're, you know, you're talking about a 401k, a decent pay rate, and, you know, you got a retirement. You know, she left it all behind to be a referee in the WWF. Things were promised to her. And I had said to her, and the other guys I've said to her, stay away from the boys. Stay away. Stay away from Vince. Stay away. Stay away. Well, when this broke, this news broke, this this came out of, you know, and he also had this going with Rita Marie. So somebody from... A magazine in New York got a hold of Rita. And he said, is this, you know, this happened to you? And she said, yeah. Now, Maurice, keep in mind that this is old news. Yeah. If if anybody wants to go on YouTube and put in WWF sex scandal, Geraldo Rivera come up and Rita tells her whole story 30 years ago, tells her whole story on that show. So the the guy from the magazine in New York gets hold of Rita and he goes, is this true? And she said, yeah. He goes, well, who'd you tell? She goes, the day after I told two people. I told Andre the Giant because she was close to Andre. She goes, I told Andre the Giant and Mario Mancini. And he said, well, Andre's dead. Well, Mario talked to me and she said, I'm going to call him. So he called me and I told him the truth. I guess a part of me, a part of me was, was a little disgusted because when is it going to stop? When is it going to, when is it going to stop? You know what I mean? All this stuff. It, when's it going to stop? So he wanted to know the truth. I said, okay. You know, the day after it happened, I walked into an arena. And Rita was in the arena, leaning against the, the uh, ring apron. And I walked up with her to her with a smile, ready to give her that brotherly hug, you know. And she just burst out in tears. And I said, well, what happened? Well, I got into Vince's limo last night. I went, oh, okay. And, you know, he took his gimmick out and um, forced my head down there. And um, I, I really wasn't thrilled with that. And he kind of pulled me on top, pulled me on top of him. I guess she had a dress on. And they did what they did. I said, I told you to stay away from everybody. <laughs> I told yeah. you to stay away from him. You know, I said, you're, you're, you're done. Done. Going to get rid of you. You, you, you know, I, I was scared. I was frightened. What was I going to do? I didn't know what to do. I was so, I was, I, at the same time, I was sick to my stomach and, And it was only a matter of time that they got rid of her. And that is exactly what happened when I spoke to her. So a guy in my position and a guy with my kind of education, a law degree hanging on the wall here, Yeah, a, a lot of other things were said and speculated. I can't. I can't go there. What Rita told me in law is 
a, a statement from a party opponent. That's somebody that was involved, that has firsthand knowledge, wasn't a witness. Somebody who was involved that has firsthand knowledge. They gave me a statement and I repeated what they said to this magazine from New York. Now there, now there are a lot of other things that have been speculated from good to really bad. I will not confirm that stuff. I won't talk about that stuff because I don't know if it's true. And, and the defense, the defense, the defamation, if you want to beat a defamation case, the defense, the defamation is the truth. So if you defame someone and you can't prove it, you're in a lot of trouble. So, you know, I would not admit or or say, yeah, you know, right, yeah, I, I, I heard that too. It must be true. I, I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Because the only thing I stuck to was Rita Marie, because that I knew she, you know, she told me the day later um, after it happened. So uh, it was, uh, it was, um, he was a very nice guy. I don't think he'll do anything to hurt anybody. Um, you know, I, I told him not to take a shot at me or anything like that. So um, I just told, I just told him that. And, and, you know, uh, there are a lot of other things that are that are out there. You know, I, I, I got a call from uh, Doctor Day, David Schultz. Yeah. Hey, boy. Oh, look at what's going on here, boy. And he's got a hell of a lot more than me. Mm -hmm. A lot. He's got like print he's got a lot he's got a lot of stuff in a box and um i said well do you want to talk to this guy and and you know i i, I just so the public knows when this guy from the magazine in new york called me i i spoke to him i didn't bring up any money or anything i spoke to him for free i want everybody to know that you know in, in case People go, and I just say the truth, Maurice. And I, like I, I tell you, it's like Big Daddy, Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy, one of my closest brothers, always hates when I talk down about myself. He can't stand it. Mancini, what's wrong with you? You're in some historical matches. You you put your time in. You paid your dues. Why do you talk about yourself? Like, he gets so mad at me, you know? But, you know, a guy like me, um, compared to a guy like David Schultz, um, you know, because Schultz got that that uh, that fame of slapping John Stossel, and um, yeah. uh, I'm gonna see David July 23rd in um, in Hamburg, PA. So, uh, you know, after he broke my nose, we became very close. You know, but uh, I, I want everybody to know that I, I talked to him for free because I'm, you know. I don't want people going, um, well, you know, he was a jobber. He didn't go over. He didn't get a push. He's got sour grapes. He's trying to get back. At I never tried to get to anything to Vince McMahon, ever. You can go on every podcast I ever did, every interview I ever did. I never did anything to try to get Vince McMahon. Rita's like a sister to me. Um, you know, uh, she watched out for me in a ring. She felt bad for me a lot of times. And a lot of times when I used to, after the match, I was like, I, I had to go like this, like I was still selling because she would, nobody could see her face while she's leaned over talking to me. She's going, sweetheart, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, Rita, stop, stop, Rita. Are you all right? Look like it hurt. Are you okay? I'm like, Rita, stop, you know? So, you know, I love Rita, you know, and, and, and she's still involved with, with, you know, with my uh, wrestling or PAPW. She brings her granddaughter down. I let her walk out a wrestler. You know what I mean? And um, so I, you know, of course, I, I all I did was tell the truth. Um, 
So I don't want people to think that, oh, he's got sour grapes. He never made a lot of money. He never got a push. This is his 15 minutes of fame to get back. I'm not trying to get back at anybody, and I didn't I didn't accept one nickel for that interview. Now, that being said, I said, David, he goes, well, boy, that's that depends how much he want to pay me. So I, I got a hold of the guy. I said, you know, David wants to get paid. And he said, well, tell him to call me. And so I called David out on it. I go, he wants to talk to you, brother. He goes, yeah, let me think about it. You know, I'm sweating through my shirt right now, boy, outside working. So let me think about it. I went, all right, David. You know, uh, David's a real private guy. And if you're friends with him, you're lucky because he doesn't have a lot of friends. So, um, you know, he's, you know, nobody knows David Schultz like I know David Schultz. Um, he's, he's a really good guy. He's, the, he, he's a really good husband. He's a great family guy and he's just true to his gimmick. That was David Schultz. He is a, a badass, a badass Southern guy. He's, he, he is a certified tough guy. He's just a badass. You know, he, he was the same he, on and off camera. I mean, I, he broke my nose in two places. Right, 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 right between my eyes. West Warwick, Rhode Island, August 9th, 1984. Straight, right, right to my, right between my eyes. Now the old school guys, you know, the old school guys will turn around and go, well, Mario, why'd you talk to the guy at all? Why didn't you just say you didn't know nothing? You don't remember anything. Why don't you just, why didn't you just, Jesus, just keep your mouth shut. Hey. Is there too much of that in the business? It, it, there's all of, a lot of it's in the business. I mean, look what look what I went through for seeing a payday. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, it, now we're talking about Vince McMahon. You know, and and I I know he wanted so much more. You know, I, I didn't think I gave him anything, but at the end of the interview, he said I gave him a wealth of stuff. I just, you know, he wanted to know my personal opinion and. You know, it was it was pretty much like Pat Patterson. Was Pat Patterson a genius in the wrestling business? Was he a pioneer in the wrestling business? Was he a genius in, in, in psychology in the wrestling business? Was he a genius in coming up with gimmicks and assigning gimmicks? Yeah. He was an incredibly talented person in the wrestling business. There's your buddy. <laughs> that's that's always got the, your back. That you know what? Big Daddy always has my back. Always. Yeah. Always. Even though when he even though he has a bad back, he's got my back. <laughs> um Big Daddy. Guardian of Chaos. So there's another that's another waste of talent. That this guy, let me tell you something. If you had this guy on your show, Bury me. This, He's on it next he, week. Well, let me tell you something. He is the most talented guy on the air that I've ever seen. It, the, the most talented guy in the air. Just just to play on words. He's just he's incredible. Um so they would say, you know better. Why'd you say anything? You didn't have to talk at all. It was just too close to home. And they wanted to know about Rita. You know what I mean? She got she got screwed. So I called Roma. <laughs> Roma was like, hey man, you know, what are you gonna do? You know, he's his own worst enemy. And you know what? That was the crux of it, Maurice. If I have to be honest with everybody, I I just had enough. I'm like, he's his own worst enemy. Vince is his own worst enemy. And then he comes out on SmackDown. And I told, I told as many people as I can tell, I go, it's a work. He's not going to say anything. It's a work. Stop. It's a work. I'm telling you, he's coming on to make a statement. I go, he's not going to make a statement. 
His lawyers will handcuff him to a pole not to go out there if he's going to make a statement. He's not going to make a statement. It's a work. I go, can't any of you read? Does it say CEO Vince McMahon is coming out to make a statement? It says Mr. McMahon is coming out to make a statement. His character's coming out. You know, yeah, but it was it was still, I think, surprising to a lot of people. But well, and you know what? A lot of people in the business thought maybe he shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? But I, you know what? I just honestly, I, I just tomorrow I'm going to be 56 years old. I don't know. Maybe it's because of my age. I just, I had enough. I had enough. Two, you know, two point four billion dollars. You're blessed. You're blessed. You, you're, you're a rocking success. You took every nickel you had, every penny you had, and you put it into WrestleMania 1. And if that didn't pan out, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now. My career wouldn't even lasted a year. The place would have been shut down, closed, sold, whatever. It wouldn't have existed because that was it. He put everything in it, and it took off. Yeah. Any any. Struck gold. Do you reckon? Um, now I sent you a thread off Twitter the other day when this all came out. It's like, oh, here's a history of everything that Vince has done, and some of it was on TV, some of it wasn't on TV, like we alluded to earlier, uh, stories and whatnot. But do you think that there's going to be, like in these celebrity cases in the modern world, there's going to be an avalanche of stuff coming his way? Well, that you know, that's that's what I said. That's what I said, and 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 that's the hearsay stuff that I won't talk about. Yeah. But if if these people come forward, if other people come forward, that it's not going to be good if other people come forward. So, I just it was just for me it was about Rita, and you know, this gentleman from a magazine in New York wanted to know my personal opinion, and I said. You know, and I can see this on your friends there. This is definitely going on the on on that uh, sports. I can see it going on. I can I can see you sending it to me now. So he asked me my personal opinion about Vince, and I said it was the same as Pat Patterson. You know, Vince is the wrestling business. Vince is professional wrestling. They're 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 they're. I mean, he is it. He's it. He's George Steinbrenner. He's Donald Trump. He's he's it. He's the king of pro wrestling. And he's got the biggest company in the world. And he's a pretty eccentric guy. And he said, what do you mean about eccentric? And I just said, well, I don't know. He's, Vince is kind of a sadistic guy. <laughs> you know, he's kind of sadistic. The, 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 the more mayhem, and I hate using that term. I really do. I hate using that term, but for the lack of a better word of mayhem, because, you know, I was fiddling around when I was in law school and I was reading a, um, I was reading the case from the 1700s in the textbook. And it said, you know, plaintiff lost his wrist during, uh, you know, due to mayhem. And I'm like, so I took out my law dictionary and I looked at the definition of may- mayhem and mayhem actually means dismemberment. So I, I like, you know, mayhem to the uh, a lay person means craziness, off the wall, out of control, pandemonium. That's what mayhem means to the general public. But the legal definition is like dismemberment. So the more mayhem he would see the more excited he would be. Now, the only credit I do give him is when Foley, you know, fell from that cage, the top of that cage. And he said, Mick, I appreciate everything you do for me. I really do. But don't you ever do that again? You know, that was a little too much for him, but he loves the more mayhem, the more excited he gets, you know what I mean? So that's kind of sadistic. I thought so. Um, I remember doing Tuesday night Titans with a lot of regret. I was I was so regretful after that show because um the the interview ended and the show ended and he said, Well, I didn't know this the set was gonna stay together. And he got up and walked away and I looked at Rome and I said, 
You know, if I knew he wanted us to wreck the set, I would have wrecked it in a minute. I didn't know. So, you know, he, he, you know, it's, it's show business. It's, it's, it's pro wrestling. He, he loves it. Um, but you know, other stuff started coming out. He and Linda live in separate quarters and having, you know, all this other stuff. And I don't know that stuff. And then the people are talking about other stuff. And then Dr. D was talking about some really, some, you know, so I, I don't know about that stuff either. So I can't confirm that stuff. Like I said, the defense, the defamation is the tr defamation is the truth. So if you're in a court of law getting sued for defamation and, and they're going, well, show us the proof that is true. And you're like, oh, I heard it from Sam. That's not enough. You know, that's not enough. So you got to keep your mouth shut. So the only thing I knew for sure is what happened with Rita. And like I said, it's not new news, people. Yeah. This was out 30 years ago. And the reason why it wasn't effective is because Rita, um, PWZ, brother, Rita, her parents were alive. And she didn't want to come out with it while they were alive. They, she didn't want them to know. So when they when the last parent passed away in 92, she came out with it. She gets statute of limitation problems. You know, that's a that's a statute of limitation problems. Not it. now, you know, that Twitter thing said, you know, alleged rape of Rita Marie. And, <laughs> you know, uh, 86 to 92, that's six years. You know, there's there was there was no news of it until then. There's no ER report. There's no rape kit. There's no police report. That's a stretch. You cannot point a finger at somebody for rape. Like you could say I was, you know, assaulted or forced to do something I didn't want to do. But at that point, you can't cry that word. You you just can't. You know, that's it's not the truth. You know, you can't cry that. And and I, the guy who who put that on Twitter is lucky that he put a legend in front of it because, you know, that's a problem because you can't prove that you, you can't, um, especially six years later, you know? Um, so that, that, that is what, uh, that was what that was all about. And like I said, the old schoolers, um, you know, I'll say, you know, Strongbow would be saying, you know, kid, I told you to sit down and shut up. The And his advice was the less you say in this business, the more, the longer you'll hang around. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I, I just, I just had enough, I guess. I guess I just. I don't want people to be victims. You know what I mean? In the business that I'm in, you know, victims are supposed to be protected. You know what I mean? So um, I don't want anybody to be a victim. And, you know, I don't I don't want anybody to have, you know, nightmares and it's never come out. And, you know, they've been living with this their whole life and you know, all this other stuff. Like, I don't know the details about this $3 million thing. I have no idea. For all we know, the woman will come out and go, you know, you know, the worst thing that happened is he was supposed to leave Linda and marry me. We we're so much in love Then nobody has anything. What do you have? You have two consenting adults, a billionaire that wanted to be nice to, to his lover. You know what I mean? It's not against the law. It's not against the law. It's yeah. against it's against your marriage vows, you know. It's grounds for divorce, but you're not going to jail for it, you know. You kind of just shrug your shoulders, and, and they live in Connecticut, so uh, you know. It's 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 because of who he is as well that this well, thing course, exploded, but, you know. Well, well, of course, you know what I mean. Connecticut's a no fault state, and it's an irreconcilable differences. You can't even go into court and say. 
Why get divorced? He cheated on me. They, they, they don't even want to hear that. They want to hear an irretrievable breakdown. That's all you get to say. The marriage is broken down irretrievably. That's it. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's because he is Vince McMahon. It's because he is a billionaire. And it's because there are things from the past. The steroid scandal and, and uh, you know, all this other stuff back in the late 80s with the ring crew and Pat Patterson and Terry Garvin and Mel Phillips and all those guys. It's just like now, if you're going to bring up Mel, well, everybody knew about Mel Phillips. Mel Phillips got fired. You know yeah, what I mean? It, it kind of reminds me there. Remember last year when the dark side of the ring plane episode came out and everyone was saying about you know rick flair what he was doing getting naked hitting on air hostesses and stuff like that like while it was bad and all that was old news from 20 years ago and then that hit the air and then flair pretty much had to leave wwe really with the in the right. height of that storm right and, and the rita marine thing happened in 86 but it came out in 92 and here we are in 2022 yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's kind of it, this is what happens in wrestling. You know what I mean? We knew years ago. Uh, you know, we it, Sarge Sarge getting ready getting ready for for June 29th at the Cadillac Ranch. There, Sarge wrestling a Russian. Make us proud. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like. Uh, you know, all the other stuff that was that was coming out 30 years ago, you, you know, it's 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 old. Every everybody, you know, when Snook, we all knew Snook killed the girl. We, we all knew. We all knew. And then years later, Jimmy Snook gets. Well, how come he wasn't arrested 30 years? We knew 30 years ago he killed somebody. Right. But who's going to go? Hey. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's just like other stuff that uh, that Legends House. Somebody said, Mario, look at this on YouTube. Tell me what you think. So everybody's sitting at the table and Pat's like, I have a confession to make. And I'm like, oh, what's he going to say? And he's like, I'm gay. I'm like, what? And, and the guys at the table are like, Oh, that's okay. Oh, what you you know? I we knew in '84, '80. But they knew before I got there. I I met his wife in the Hartford Civic Center in '85. I, we all knew that, and and but that's that's the part that's not fair to the public that they're yeah. sitting there watching this stuff for the first time and they're going, wow. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? But yeah. it, I guess it's not fair either because I was there. These people weren't there. I was. So, you know, but, but everybody, you know, it's funny because we raise our children to be leaders and we raise our children not to be followers and to make up their own minds for themselves because if they follow other people they can make the wrong choice they're making the wrong choice for them and they can be hurt and they really need to think on their own but there there is too much in the wrestling business that even exists today that gee if i say something like that what are the boys gonna think what are the boys gonna think what are the boys gonna... and it, you know if this thing comes up am i gonna go to um, am I going to go to the field house in Hamburg, PA, and everybody's going to turn their back on me? You know what I mean? Oh, Mario, I shouldn't have said anything. You should keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? It's, but I, I don't understand. This story was told 30 years ago. I just repeated a story that was told 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and I gave one personal opinion because I was there for eight years, and I said, well, he's a little eccentric. And, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, yeah. could be a little sadistic at times. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's probably the most harmful thing I said. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's all, all I all, and what I did say too was, over the years, um, when I've sat in my living room, I've watched interviews with Vince, like that Bob Costas thing or anything. When you see, when you see him go like that when you see his face go 
and his ears go back and he goes like he's hot i mean pissed pissed when he does that when and he cocks his head back like that and it go to answer question he is livid when he does that and when he uses words like i can assure you and certainly not in the you know i i would laugh and i go oh my god he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna lie right now i can assure you in the world wrestling <laughs> you know um uh, so it's and and I learned all this stuff from other guys, you know what I mean. So it, but you know that's the business. Is Vince McMahon any different than a politician? Is he any different than Donald Trump? Is he any different than Joe Biden? Is he any different than any other CEO of any company? You know what I mean. You're always going to protect yourself and protect your company and the people in it. So I can't say that I blame him, but. If if other evidence comes out that's overwhelming and and factual, then that's going to be uh, you know that's not going to be good. But yeah. like I said, it, even this interview, it was very important to me that I, I I let the people know that you know I I don't have sour grapes. I I I'm not angry at Vince McMahon at all. I'm not. I didn't receive any money for the interview, um, and I just recapped what happened 30 years ago to Rita Marie Chatterton. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, there's a saying in the wrestling business, if you want to lose your girl, bring her into the wrestling business, you'll lose her. You know what I mean? So, so you could imagine how hard it is, you know, um, I, I don't even know how hard it is for the women in wrestling today or the women in wrestling in the 90s and as i said to this guy in the magazine from new york i said well you got to remember something you know there was i was in in an era where there you know the hottest woman in pro wrestling was was wendy richter (laughs) you know other than elizabeth and she was under lock and key you know what i mean so so it was wendy richter and you had leilani kai and you know uh judy and you, you you know you had Lillian, you had the fabulous Mula. You know what I mean? We all know how hot she was. So um, so I'm from a different era where, you know, the women were just uh, just like one of the boys. You know what I mean? Because they, you know, they were, they were athletes. They were female wrestlers. They were tough girls. They were, those were tough women. Tough women. You know? You didn't want to, you know, as as the guardian of chaos says, no one to be trifled with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought you see you laughed yeah. at it right there. Yeah. Yeah. You laughed at you laughed at it right there. I mean, Maurice, what are you gonna do when he says Maurice? You know what? Far be it for me. I I don't know a lot of things because you know, Lord knows, I got to jerk off the dog to feed the cat. What are you gonna do when he says that? When he says he's got to jerk off the dog to feed the cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going, man, he's he's watching this right now. Man, going, Mancini, you're giving away too much. You're stealing my thunder. So, um, yeah, that's, um, you know, I was going to have him on the show tonight. But, well, well, well uh, you know what? If you, which wouldn't have been surprising. Well, listen, you have to remember something. Um, for a long time, there was the Mario and Chaos show, and this is what we did. And uh, we had our own podcast. So if you did have them on the show tonight, and if you do have them on the show with me in the future, what you need to do is make sure that that chair reclines. And all you have to do is recline your chair, put your feet up, and just listen. Just listen. And you'll be fine because... Big Daddy and I will, you know, we'll take the whole thing. We always do. We still, I just feel bad because we had a TV show. We had a TV show. We had a TV show and I blew it. I blew the whole, blew the whole thing. I ribbed, I ribbed the guy. I just ribbed him in an email and I sent him the rib and he's an older guy, real old. 
And I ribbed them like some to the effect where I don't appreciate your tone. You know what I mean? I was like ribbing the guy and he emails me back and he goes, yeah, you guys are off the air. <laughs> I was like, what did you do? I was just joking. joking. But he's clearly not upset with you because. Hey, it's your old buddy, the guardian of chaos, Big Daddy. And I tell it like it is. He certainly I'll does. I'll say that to say this. And he does that too. Hey, Mario, from the bottom of my heart, brother, happy birthday. I hope you enjoy it. And you know what? You look tremendous you look <laughs> marvelous i'll see you at wild wild wrestling paradise alley pro wrestling don't you dare miss it enjoy my brother yeah, yeah man that's go. that's one of the my my the one of the closest guys to me uh not only in the business but in life man he's just a, a great human being he's fantastic um, I'm very blessed to have him um, doing live play-by-play on Fight TV, and hopefully I'll have some people in Ireland tuning in on that uh, on that uh, that pay-per-view on the 29th. There'll be a lot of blood going around that night. It's PAPW's first hardcore show, um, and I'm blessed to have him be on that mic with Talking Tommy Saban doing the blow-by-blow there. Um, because he, like I said, he's like, he's an un- unbelievable talent. He really is an unbelievable talent. And you'll find that out when you have him on. So, um, yeah, it's 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 always good to see uh, see Big Daddy. But, I, you know, I, want, I wanted to come on here. I was really nervous about the whole deal. You know what I mean? I, I, this is almost like a cleansing for me coming on here. And talking about what I talked about to the guy from the magazine in New York, because um, I, I needed I needed to get it off my chest, and 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 people need to know that, you know, Rita was is like a sister to me. She still comes up to PAPW with her her granddaughter, and um, and she just you know what happened to her sucks because she was a good referee. Yeah. She was a good referee, and you know she was told that she was going to be on the cover of Woman's Day. You know, she's going to be on the cover, you know, whatever time or Better Homes and Gardens, and she's going to be a household name in America. And it was gone within months. It was gone after that incident. It was gone. Um, so, and that's and that's what, that's what really happened. It's a known fact. It came out 30 years ago. So I, I feel safe saying that. Um, you know, I just gave some characteristics that I've I witnessed over over the years with Mr. McMahon and um, Vince McMahon, and uh, you know, I I can't go anywhere else with it. I can't, yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? I can't go anywhere else with it. If if uh, other stuff comes out, then. Uh, Diego, Diego says I'm still living in the '80s, still trying to grow out of the '80s. But the drama last week has taken me back. Unbelievable! <laughs> I think that's yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. accurate there. Yeah. Well, Diego, you know, he needs to know that when all that stuff came out in the late '80s, guys like myself and Jose, Jose Luis Rivera, and um, you know, um, the the guys on the lower cards, um we're kind of upset because when, when wrestling takes a hit, you got to remember back in the heyday, the height of the WWF, Vince was running four towns a night. And if wrestling, if wrestling takes a hit, then he goes down to three towns a night or two. And that puts a lot of guys like me out of work and guys like Barry Horowitz out of work. You know what I mean? So the more towns he ran, obviously the more opportunity he had to work. So um, that, that really wasn't a good thing. So, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I had like a different kind of show plan tonight, but with what, like 
you were talking about there, I didn't think it'd be kind of maybe appropriate to bring one of your friends in and kind of have a good time and blah blah blah. I think we'll see well, that well, well, next I, time. Like I, well, like I said, if you you bring you bring Big Daddy on here, God help you. Just grab a beer. Just make sure that chair reclines, and and uh, and just watch because we we. <laughs> It is. It's. It's entertaining. It is. I mean, it, entertaining enough that a guy said we should have a TV show, but I kind of blew that. We'll have <laughs> to. We'll have to. We'll have to pitch it again. Yeah, I. I, I kind of blew that. So I. Um, but, you know, what I wanted to do is is one of these times is is um, get Roma on here with me too. So. Uh, you know, I called him about this whole thing, and he's like, "Yeah, screw it." So, uh, just to, you know what to do. You have the education. Just talk about the facts. Talk about what you know. Talk about what really happened. Wait, you know, Roma. What do you care? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on again. Um, when I'm talking to Big Daddy on Sunday, we'll go through this event that's coming up on the 29th with a, a fine comb as well. And we might have yeah. you on the show as well. We'll see what happens. I'm uh, I'm on with Big Daddy on Sunday, I think it is. Okay. So uh, we might just get the two of you together to promote that event. Well, sounds good. And, um, you know... Uh, the, I get kind of worried that I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend any of the boys, but I do have a, my own opinion and my own thought, my own feelings. And I have my own friends and one of my friends got hurt. So I, I thought I would just confirm uh, what she, she got hurt. But other than that, man, come on. I have to beat big Steve Tracy on something because I know tomorrow I'm going to get like four or 500 on Facebook. And then October is going to come and he's going to go, I got over 700. You're a loser. But he doesn't have this. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have the, the luck of a guy like Maurice giving me my own show once a month. So, give me the views, guys. What if I can come down from having your own show on TV to be reduced to this? <laughs> Give me the views, guys. Give me something to, to shove in his face. Give me the birthday views, man. Come on. I only turned 56 once, and I need to live through the whole year. Yeah. It's hard. Well, happy birthday to you, sir. I hope you have a fantastic you. day tomorrow. Thank you and, so much. Uh, I hope you're not written all over the news like you always are after these things. Uh, yeah, well, your friends there. I know your friends there. I, I, it, you know, they may. I laugh when you send those to me because I could see it on the line now. Eccentric and sadistic. I could see it. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. see it. I could see it. You know, and all uh, the boys will read that and go, "Oh, what did he see that for, man?" But uh, hopefully, yeah. most of them will go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. What if they watch do? it, if they watch it, they'll know where you're coming from. I uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, brother. I'll be talking to you soon. You got it. Thanks to the guys in the chat there for tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs>